Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I want to start there. Mookie Betts is doing everything. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This is what baseball wants. The Rich Eisen Show. We're going to be the only show in town. If you're a sports fan, you you better be watching Dodgers Giants. So it's going to be a great one. Today's guests. Former Raiders CEO Amy Trask. Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell. NASCAR driver Eric Jones. Plus, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program. We say a good Wednesday morning to you. Wherever you are taking in this show, NBC Sports on Peacock. I uh, I am on for those on the uh uh, Sirius XM front or the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio front. Uh, if you're streaming us on Odyssey for your ear gate, coast to coast, we say hello. And just for you folks, I'm wearing a, uh, a terrific, just straight up button down blue shirt, uh, rolled the sleeves up because I'm I'm, I'm a man uh, who likes to work and put, put my nose work. to the grindstone. Uh, that's that's the image I'm, I'm uh, giving off. And um, I, I don't mind telling you and painting the word picture. So you say button down, not button up? It's a button down shirt, yeah. You say button up? I don't know. Is that is that a thing? I feel like, yeah. I, oh, oh yeah. yeah. A button up shirt? Yeah, I'm wearing a button I'm wearing a button I think up. technically the, when they say button down, it's when the collar has a button on it. I think that's a button down. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, well, I know. Is your, you're, you're, right, well, we, we can get into this. This is definitely not top of show material. But you, do I button, know. you do start at the bottom. Good to see you, Brockman. How are you? Good to see you. Hey, Rich. All is well in my house. (laughs) It is. Good to see you, Del Tufo. For now. Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. How are you? TJ Jefferson, how are you, sir? Uh, In particular, I just want to say, how are you? Are you you good? I'm good. Great, man. Thanks for not. I did not. uh, Apparently, I forgot forgot you. Don't you forget about me. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. We have a Final Four in Major League Baseball. We got that working. And that's what you're saying. It's all good in your house because you've got the Red Sox and the American League side. And oh well, we'll, we'll have. Yet. Pardon me. We'll have four once it's all over with the Dodgers right. and the Giants. My bad. Right, right, right. Uh, we've got it's all buttoned up in your household with the yeah. Red Sox and the Braves made it. Yes. And the Red Sox and the Astros made it. Yeah. Uh, Astros made it yesterday. Braves made it yesterday. Red Sox. Who? who how about the Red Sox are the first in in the Final Four? Hey. I know. Hey, hey, and uh, hey. Dodger fans, feeling you, feeling you, uh, came up with that big 7-2 to two win last night. Uh, Trey Turner with two hits, so he got on the board. 
the Dodgers in general got on the board. Mookie Betts put him on the board. Put him, yes. yes. I should use that phrase since the White Sox are now out. Uh, Two-run shot got it all started. Walker Bueller could not go the full five. Bueller. I mean, you know, isn't that amazing? It's just in baseball, you know, like kudos to the starters who actually go five innings in playoff baseball. Yeah, I, right? It just it just drives me crazy. It just drives me absolutely crazy. Any semblance of trouble doesn't matter how early the game is out. Out you go. Like two on, one out. It's only two nothing gone. I I just can't. You know what? We grew I, up in a different time. I, really. No, I, and I and I I always swore to myself I wouldn't. Sound like an old man. I, I always swore to myself, don't ever sound like an old man. You don't sound like those people. Oh, they, they had it better. You have it better than me. I used to, like, the, what's that old Saturday Night Live sketch that Dana Carvey did? I used to walk through day, the snow. And I <laughs> walked through and, and we loved it. We didn't have roller coasters. Yeah, I kind of sound like that. In my day, baseball starters man. went seven innings in the playoffs. They and, threw 190 pitches. Their arm fell off. When their arm fell off, they took their arm and they threw it at home plate 100 miles an hour, and they loved it. They loved I, it. That's really what I sound like now, they man. They liked it. They loved it. They didn't have a shift. They took the baseball glove, and they took the glove in their hand, and they threw it at the ball, and then they picked it up, and they threw it with the glove, and they loved it. They liked it. We loved yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dodgers-Giants for all the 100-win uh, marbles tomorrow night. So it's going to be Dodgers, Giants, Game 5, and then Week 6 kickoff, Bucks eagles That's tomorrow night. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. And I will say this. I will say this. Uh, um, we, we, we got hockey back, too. Hockey back. Yes. And, um, and then, and then uh, much to uh, half this town, well, probably about 80% of this town's dismay, with all due respect to you Clipper fans out there, uh, basketball's back here in Los Angeles as well. As the Dodgers were doing their thing, uh, um, you know, and Magic was, I don't know if Magic was there with Mary Hart last night or anything like that. I didn't see him. Uh, Lou Adler, though, sitting behind uh, him. Well, I mean, I, so, oh, I so I don't know who was at the Laker game last night. Uh, I, well, actually, I do know who was at the Laker game last night. Anthony Davis was at the Laker game yep. last night. Uh-huh, uh-huh. LeBron James is at the Laker he game was last there, night. Yeah, he well, was there. I mean, he was at the Laker game the other night after being at the Charger-Browns game, watching <laughs> his Browns before, in before. SoFi, yeah. uh, and then he didn't play. Right. But uh, Anthony Davis was there uh, in uh, a Laker uniform. Mm-hmm. So was LeBron. And Carmelo. And so was Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook. And uh, they lost. And they're already preaching patience. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, October uh, 13th. We're going to take some time. <laughs> it's going to take some time. Ofer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ofer. Ofer. Now, wouldn't it be just wonderful if super teams don't suddenly work in the NBA anymore? I mean, if this super team doesn't work, I'll be very happy. Right? <laughs> so, so I am in total team. agreement. Yeah. So. Wouldn't it be just wonderful if somehow, someway, super teams just don't work anymore in the NBA? This one's going to work, though. This one's going to work. Mean, oh, yeah. stop yeah, that's it. That's what Wolf says. I'll say I'm going to go out on this limb and say this. This but one's going to work. It's going to work. What's your definition of working? Are you saying they're going to win the title or are they going to get to the they Washington Conference the Finals? They have to win the title. Yeah, they have to win the title. Because for this team, it's championship or bust. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they'll do well. I don't know if they're going to win the title. Obviously, I hope they don't win the title. But How does this team not win the title? They got LeBron and Anthony Davis. The two of them essentially won the title in the bubble. Right, That's Anthony true. Davis got hurt last year, didn't he? 
right? Well, someone gets hurt every year, so there's that. So, and Westbrook, Carmelo will come out. They're going to get it straightened out. I hope not. Patience, everybody. Patience. It's just it's preseason games. Yes, LeBron, man, they're they're, they're have... collecting Social Security. I mean. Oh, <laughs> Anthony Davis is dragging the median age down by himself. Except that he's hurt all the time. Oh. So you don't think this is going to work out here in Los Angeles? It's not a think. It's a you hope. know, I, I, no, it's a hope that it does. Hope. <laughs> Big hope, but I don't think it's going to work. I can't be unbiased. Here. If you're giving me Lakers or the field, take the field. I'm well, taking the field. I'm not going to give you Lakers the field here in the middle of October. Yeah, and you know what? I, I tread lightly on this because I had the worst NBA take of all time two years <laughs> ago. True. But you when okay. I said that it's I would okay. not it's break okay. up the Miami Heat to trade for Giannis. You owned it. It's all good. I did own it. It's I have good. owned it. But that's basically what's going on here in in Los Angeles, California, uh, is people are freaking out over the, the uh, Lakers and the fact that the Dodgers, in the second time in as many weeks, will be playing an elimination baseball game where the other team is in the same position. So there's that here in Los Man, Angeles, California. I know we were last t- we night. were having this debate earlier, right? Of like, when's the best sports month? Either April or October. October 2021, making a strong case. Uh, yeah, right. You know what, Making a Chris, strong case. Yes. You know what, man? It's just, again, the whole concept of you suddenly finding baseball again. <laughs> Stop it. Because you wouldn't Stop be it. saying this if it was Rays versus Astros in the ALCS, <laughs> and that's a fact. He definitely I mean, wasn't talking gotta, baseball gotta, in June. You just got to <laughs> yeah. come correct and just come through the front door completely with our viewers and listeners what here. October is amazing from the guy who stopped following baseball in late September. <laughs> This team, this team, it's just, I'm sick of him. I will say it was it's early not September. A lie. <laughs> Thank you. If you believe. Thank it's you, probably George. early September. But and, yeah, and, and, but once again, though, let's call it what it is. is the sport of football, and certainly professional football, is what's it's really, really big. It's really that, what's, uh, what's raising all those boats. Even with college with all due respect, even though I'm, I, I didn't start with all due respect, with all due respect to the National Hockey League's reemergence and the, bas- the, the NBA world, um, you know, giving us a lot to talk about from the Lakers now own five to Ben Simmons suddenly coming back to Kyrie Irving having some whatever he's doing with not taking his shot, but he's not anti-vax. You know, with all due respect to the baseball playoffs as well, what the NFL has done in the first five weeks of its season Maybe. Overtime games in all five weeks. I believe I heard Steve Levy, Big Bag of Leaves, say it's only the second time in quite some time. I forget what that statistic was. It's pretty rare. We're seeing all sorts of games and at the final buzzer. Also, We're seeing all, all the sorts of comebacks. And right. And then and then the, the two stories involving um, coaches from Urban Meyer now on a hot seat just four games into his tenure of his long-term deal and his gambit to become one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport, which is what was right in front of him. Okay? And that's what we discussed this summer when he took the gig in Jacksonville. How crazy is that now that you look back on it and we're like, well, this is a legitimate conversation. Hey, one of the greatest college coaches ever. If he goes into the NFL and has a similar career, that's one of the greatest in the history of any sport. And if he comes in the NFL, wins a couple of Super Bowls for Jacksonville, hands down, Urban Meyer's the greatest football coach of all time. 
Belichick never tried it in college. Uh, Nick tried it in pros. How, for the lack of a better word, laughable is that right now? You're literally <laughs> laughing about it. I PJ. laughed when you said it like four months ago. <laughs> Well, no. Why? Because you thought it was impossible? Yeah, I knew it was impossible, Rich. No way. The Come Jacksonville, on now. I, and maybe I'm mad because some Jags fans tried to talk trash to me on Twitter. I, I understand that. I mean, I was half kidding. I thought they'd make the playoffs this year. No, you, you, were, you weren't kidding. You were, you were not serious. kidding. You thought it would be possible. Yeah. I, think it's, I thought it was possible. Because why would Urban Meyer not bring yeah, exactly. to bear in the NFL what he has done in college, which is setting up a system yeah. and a program that is unbeatable? Why wouldn't it work? They got all these great young players and Trevor That's Lawrence. What I thought. Like, let's go. Because exactly. they won one game last year. You can't, that doesn't matter. The team's different. It does. But, no one's that good of a team. But part of the reason why is we're seeing that Urban's decision-making skills are lacking. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put yeah, it. I mean, you're being polite. And, and, <laughs> and I think players had quite a bit of a front-row seat to that if one would say this was on display in many other ways within that locker room. And now he's heading to London this week on a plane where his team had his team his his boss has quite a few friends and business interests and uh and a lot of his friends and business interests are probably wondering, you know, what's going on. And then there's John Gruden who I gave my two cents on yesterday and go to our YouTube stream youtube.com/richisenshow and also our Twitter account on that. And we're not going to hear the last of him, I would say. He's, you're not hearing from him right now. But if he thought he was done dirty with these leaks, and he thought he was done dirty by the guy that he dropped an F word on that I said yesterday, and I apologize if me using it to try and illustrate my point was offended anybody out there. But if he feels that way about Roger Goodell and he feels he was done dirty with these leaks, you don't think he's got any more bullets left in his chamber that's coming in the direction of the NFL right now? This story is not done by a long shot. His NFL privileges were revoked. And this, this story is not done at all. And uh, I, I'm... Genuinely, genuinely shocked that John Gruden is in this position. And I know there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you don't know him. And Keyshawn was like, this is showing his his true colors. I saw Michael Clayton. I haven't heard that name in a while. The receiver Michael Clayton, if you remember oh, back right. in the day. Not the movie. Not the movie. I was like, what does George I saw, have to do I with saw this? Michael Clayton on with our buddy Jake Tapper on CNN yesterday. Oh, really? Saying the same things about Gruden. That Keyshawn said? That Keyshawn said. Oh, wow. wow. Two-faced, says one thing, does another, all of that. And I'm just, again, wondering what the next step is in all of this. Gruden being removed from the Ring of Honor in Tampa, Florida. I mean, just taken straight off of like just, just take take the uh, name off the building. That was a surprise for me as well. What is the next step? What happened? Where did this come from? Who can we speak to about all of this? 
Well, getting somebody who knows the league, getting somebody who knows the team involved, the Raiders, getting somebody who knows not only the coach who emailed the email, but the executive who received it. Not only knowing all of that, but what the league might be thinking. What would Al Davis be thinking? Who checks all those boxes but our friend Amy Trask? And she's going to be joining us next on the show. We had her on last week. I believe this situation merited a return (laughs) invitation, which she has kindly accepted. Michael Smith of Brother from Another, he will be on this show later on in hour number three as the old palate cleanser. Who would have thought giving money to a college student would be viewed as a palate cleanser, but our weekly, we our weekly gambit into the world of the name, image, and likeness deals with our, con- with our colleagues and friends and sponsors of Gorilla Glue. We're going to give $1,000, and we're going to give some free glue to a kid named Jack Campbell at the University of Iowa, a six-foot-five linebacker Ooh, baby. who comes downhill and hits you, as Sean Clifford of Penn State University knows. And I, um, this kid is something else. Wait till you hear what he says he's going to do with the glue, Chris. <laughs> Gents. What? This is good. Well, not like airplane. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. So um, we picked the right week for having Jack Campbell on. We picked Campbell the right on. week. Oh, right. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. So there's all of that. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I know there's a lot of folks out there that want to talk about everything that we just hit. That's all coming up right next on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Amy Trask is here from CBS Sports, formerly of the Raiders front office, next on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Very rare do we have guests on in back-to-back weeks like this, but uh, not only does the subject matter merit it, but uh, it, it allows Mike Del Tufo to tweet out Looney Tunes memes. At Amy, uh, which I love. At, every, at Amy Trask, which is always wonderful. So time. back here on the Rich Eisen Show, longtime executive in the National Football League, now one of the best in our business, talking sports and talking the NFL on uh, television from CBS Sports, Amy Trask. How are you, Amy Trask? I am well, and let me add my thanks for the ongoing exchange of Looney Tunes <laughs> yes. gifts or gifts. I never know if it's a gif or a gift, but whatever it is, I love when Michael Looney Tunes me. Okay, very good, very good, <laughs> terrific. Um, so let's let's just uh, jump right into it, uh, Amy. Your first thought when you saw the emails involving John Gruden and then the stories that came out that caused him to resign were what were what. Boy, just an overwhelming number of thoughts. It wasn't one specific thought. Um, That which was expressed in those emails was, of course, horrific. And I, you know, I love alliteration. So I tweeted out horrific, heinous, horrible. Uh, But it was also not lost on me that the news first broke on the anniversary of Al's death. And that was very poignant as well, given all that he has done or had done all that he did in his life. So those are some of the thoughts that overwhelmed me when the news broke. So did um, Gruden ever give any indication that, you know, uh, internally when you were around him that he had feelings like this towards uh, a large cross-section of Americans and American life, Amy Trask? Uh, Not in my presence. And I will, you know, many people assume that given my role in the organization at the time, and given that he was our head coach, that we had a lot of interaction. And I really appreciate, Rich, that you're giving me the opportunity Mm -hmm. to share a little bit about that. I did not interact with John a lot when he was the head coach. And by a lot, I mean not a lot, I mean barely at all. And there are a number of reasons for that. And the only reason I share that is not to try to distance myself from him at all. Look, he was our head coach, and I was an executive with the team. But we didn't interact very much. When John first joined the Raiders, his primary point of of interaction was, of course, Al. But even that changed over time. And his primary point, the person with whom he interacted um, the predominant amount of the time was Bruce Allen. But I will make very clear that he did not make any comments of that nature in front of me or in my presence, or in my earshot, and if he did, I would not have remained silent. No, I know that. Yeah. Uh, that that I know for that I know for sure. And uh, I mean, for sorry, go I'm ahead. Sorry, Amy. I was just going to say the reason I want to note that is silence is complicity. I agree. I, I you know, and that's why I'm you know I'm 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 saying what I say in the microphone, what I said about Gruden and how his position became untenable in the National Football League and. And to be honest with you, you know, and I, 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 he was always nice to me um, and always great to our network, um, Bruce Allen, uh, receiving these emails. And uh, you, you know him as well. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe you call me naive or the fact that I'm not someone of color or I am somebody that people is nice to to their face that I'm kind of I'm shocked about all this. The whole thing, soup to nuts, Amy well, Trask. a couple thoughts in that regard. One only sends an email of that nature or of, you know, many natures 
to a recipient that one knows will be comfortable receiving it or will be accepting or will agree or will certainly not be discomforted or, you know, you're not sending an email in which you express many thoughts, not only thoughts of that nature, but many horrible thoughts to someone unless you know that the recipient is going to be fine with you sending that. And I'm, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm having a hard time expressing that which I want to express. So let me just try once more, which sure. is you're only going to send an email or emails of that nature to someone who you know is a welcome recipient. And I understand it was not only Bruce, but there was a chain and there were some other people on it as well. But you're not putting anything in an email and sending it to anyone that you know is not going to be comfortable with those emails or welcome them um, you got to know that ahead of time. But I will also note that there's a lot of focus on, wow, it was in an email. It was in an email. And I understand that's why we know of this. But more concerning than it being in an email is that it was in his heart and in his mind. I mean, let's focus on the fact that this is what he thought and this is what he believed. And, yes, it was in an email. And, yes, it was in a group email. But this is what he believed. Longtime Raiders executive, now CBS Sports analyst, Amy Trask here on the Rich Eisen Show. So let's get into that too, Amy. You know the league as well as you do. Uh, I mean, is this uh, this a, is this a prevailing uh, concept? Women shouldn't be refs. Gay people shouldn't be football players. Uh, uh, players of color shouldn't uh, express themselves on the subject matter of social justice during the game uh, or prior to the game? I mean, and the anthem, I mean, is that is this still a prevailing concept, do you think, within the halls of power of the NFL? Amy Does Trask? everyone believe that? Does everyone feel that way? Absolutely, positively not. Do many people believe that? I don't know how to quantify many, mm-hmm. but do a significant number believe that? The answer is probably yes. We certainly know that some number of people believe that. I don't know how many believe that, but I don't believe it's negligible. But does everyone in the league believe that? Absolutely, positively not. And, you know, it's not just a league problem. And I know you know this, Rich. Mm-hmm, right. This is an issue for the NFL, but this is an issue for society as a whole. This is an issue for the country as a whole and the world as a whole. There are too many people worldwide that still have those views. And, and for, for whom words don't really matter, that 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 what Gruden said was, you know, just words in an email and actions uh, have been worse by others who are allowed to play in the NFL. I mean, that's that's what you hear about. But these words, in my estimation, considerably matter when you're the head coach of a team in the NFL. You're one of 32. And also you are somebody on a 10 year contract in the middle of all this. So. If you don't mind, I'd like to dive into, you know, uh, the son of your former boss and, and Mark Davis and what you think um, he did once he found out about these emails. I mean, Gruden coached Sunday, Amy. I mean, right. what do you I think mean, happened there? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, mm-hmm. to state the obvious, I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it did raise my eyebrows that the organization was aware of the emails as of last Friday, by the way, if not before, because, of course, we know that they were disclosed in a pleading filed in court, so they were a public document. I don't know if that pleading was behind or under seal, um, but at a minimum, they learned of it the Friday before the Monday on which this was ultimately determined that he would no longer coach the team. And that decision was made after the emails became public. 
So it does raise the question, what, if anything, might the team have done or would the team have done had the emails not become public? I don't know the answer to that, Mm -hmm. but it did raise an eyebrow. So I'll ask you this too. Amy Trask here on the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, again, you're the perfect guest to have on here. You, You know the league so well and the machinations that may be happening the question of why now, where did these emails come from and who leaked it and what possible reason could there be? Do you have any supposition, best guess, theory on all of this, Amy Well, I Trask? don't know who leaked them. I have not, from the outset, assumed that which many did, which was that the league leaked them. And in fact, I will share a conversation with you right okay. now, because right. um, this is just you and me, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> a conversation that my husband and I had uh-huh. over ice cream mm, in the course. kitchen, yes. discussing this when it all came uh, public, mm-hmm. and the um, everybody was tweeting out and speaking and writing and sharing, the league has leaked these, the league has leaked these. And I looked at my husband and said, I'm not buying that it was necessarily the league who leaked these. Everybody's assuming it was the league who leaked these. I don't assume it was the league. And that was my view, not simply because I'm a contrarian, which you know I am, but because there's a lot of people who could possibly have disclosed this. Now, we have learned that it was disclosed in a pleading, and even though there was some effort to redact names, either that effort failed by accident or on purpose because not everything was redacted, but there's any number of people who could have dribbled this out for any number of reasons. And I'm not going to speculate because, remember, I'm the girl who went to law school. So mm-hmm. I hear ringing in my head, objection, Your Honor, calls for a hypothetical, calls for speculation. Um, but I, I haven't bought from the beginning that it was necessarily the leak. So, yeah, because, and again, this is all began because it was there was an investigation into the team that was employing Bruce Allen at the time, which was not the Raiders. It was the Washington football team. And there's 600 some odd thousand emails that uh, a lot of people would still like to see. Do you think we're ever going to see those emails, Amy Trask? What do you think? I don't, you know, to state the obvious, I don't know the answer. Um, If you were to ask me, Amy, 50-50 chance we see the emails. Take the over or the under. I would take the under on a (laughs) 50-50 chance. Doesn't mean we won't see them. Doesn't mean we won't see some of them. You know, there have been multiple requests to see them from the NFLPA, from the lawyers representing the women in the lawsuit against the Washington football team. So, you know, might we see them? Yes. But again, if if pushed to say if I think there's more or less than a 50 percent chance, I'd go less. So what do you think happens from here, Amy? What do you think happens now that this is all out? John Gruden is out. His name's off the Ring of Honor in Tampa. I mean, that, a, a, a quick dissent is not even an accurate description as to what has happened with John Gruden and the NFL. His career as a football coach and certainly somebody associated with the NFL uh, is over. Um, so where do you think this ha- goes from here in your estimation, I hope it Amy? goes someplace, Rich, and I mean that in the following regard. We, as a, as a collective society, not everybody, because this is a generalization, but sort of societally, we move on from one story to the next so quickly. There's a huge breaking story, you know, breaking news, breaking news, whatever the news may be. And three days later, or two days, or five days, whatever it is, everyone has moved on to the next story. And it still stuns me 
that we collectively as a society move on from things so quickly. This is not something from which we should move on quickly. This is a moment from which everybody can learn and we can all work to get better because there is a big problem in this country and in this world and it is not limited to the NFL. We need to work together to find a way to fix these issues. And moving on from this story too quickly is not a good idea. Well, what about more women and more people of color uh, in positions of power within the halls of the NFL, Amy? How about that idea? I mean, in, in, in all seriousness, I mean, that, that there should be some sort of representation uh, on, on all fronts. And I know some people might roll their eyes if they're hearing me say something like that out loud or if they see it later on on social media. But uh, honestly, the idea, I, I'm sure you're out, I'm outraged to hear, well, women can't ref. And what, I mean, how stupid is that? What are you, what are you talking about? And, 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 and the whole idea of, uh, of players should not speak their minds on the issue of social justice, utilizing the platforms that they have. I mean, it's not like that they stopped in the middle of a five yard run and then took a knee. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, I, I, how about that as a, as a, as an immediate response? It's it's tremendous, Rich, and and I got goosebumps as I was listening to you say it, and I will respond in two regards. Um, While I agree with the points you will make, I will note that I was smiling in one regard as you were making them, because I have seen evolution in the league since I first joined. Now, I know that a lot of the people who watch your show, who follow you on multiple platforms, weren't even born when I started my career, and yes, it pains me to say that, (laughs) but when I started in the league... I was the only woman in the room, or I should say the only woman not married to a team owner or the daughter of a team owner. I was the only woman in the room. That was a long time ago. And by the way, credit to Al Davis for hiring a girl so many years ago. But my point is we have seen growth in those years. We do see now more women and some teams to their credit are putting in place pipelines because you don't just wake up one day and say, I want to be a CEO, or I want to be a general manager, or I want to be a head coach. You need to start at the bottom and work your way up. So I'm glad to see teams like the Rams, like the 49ers, and yes, there's more teams, but I'm in California, so I'm pointing to some California teams. Start those pipelines. So that's point one. But my most important point in response to what you said is every single business, everyone, and you know what, if someone wants to come at me and say, Amy, that's a sweeping generalization, then come at me because I'm going to stand by it. Every business and any business and each and every business is better and stronger when it includes people of every single ilk and every single viewpoint. Get a room full of people who disagree with one another, who agree to disagree, who challenge one another. Make sure that your employee base is diverse. Be inclusive because you know what? You're going to be a better business. So let's wrap up with the personal, Amy. What would you tell Mark Davis, who I'm sure you've known for a very, very long time? What would you tell him? I mean, that one, um, um, uh, and I'll, I'll pontificate as well in setting you up, that, that one-line statement of saying, I've accepted his resignation. I mean, that, that's not even remotely close to uh, enough. So what would you th- counsel him to do uh, uh, on, on speaking about it? And then, of course, cleaning it up and figuring out what to do next. What would you counsel him? 
Well, I'll answer that in two regards. I give Mark the benefit of the doubt that he would not have hired John had he known of these emails. But he did hire John and later learned of these emails. And he does now need to address that strongly and unequivocally. And the other thing I would encourage him to do is to reach out to the Raider fan base. I mean, so, you know, period, full stop. He needs to, he needs to address it, and he needs to address it strongly and clearly. Period, full stop. Now, I will go on and say he also needs to reach out and embrace the Raider fan base and thank them for their ongoing support. Look, as we know, last year, Allegiant Stadium opened, but no fans were allowed. So this is the first season in which those magnificent fans are allowed in the stadium. And the team was off to a good start until it stumbled a bit. And then this. And that fan base has stood with that team through thick and thin. And I think he needs to address the issue substantively and embrace the fan base. And then lastly, uh, again, this is uh, the Raider organization that uh, is front and center. And the email was a former Raider coach who was a highly successful broadcaster at the time, sending it to a former Raider executive who was now on another team. And what was in that email that, as we already mentioned in this conversation, Amy Trask, was uh, written by somebody who felt comfortable writing it and felt comfortable hitting send to the person who he felt comfortable would feel comfortable receiving it. Um, And those are all Raiders all of them, and this is the Raiders organization and his son at the front and center of all this. What would Al Davis be thinking right now, Amy Trask? You know, I've been asked that a lot, Rich, and as a general rule, I try not to answer questions for Al Mm -hmm. because I can hear his voice ringing in my ear as to what he would say if he knew I was answering questions for him, and I can't repeat on air what he would be saying to me because I don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, but I will say this. Yes. He would have been infuriated by those emails, um, sickened by them, heart sick. I, I, don't, I mean, he would have been heart sick, but he would have been infuriated. I won't project. I won't say what I think he would have done. I can tell you he and I would have discussed it at length, and I can, con- I can tell you that no matter what language I could use with you on air right now to describe his reaction, his language would have been stronger. <sighs> I mean, he hired you, Amy. I mean, he put a, a a female in the position that he put you in, and he put Art Shell in the position that he put him him in, and was the first to do it. And this is the organization that is front and center of these conversations. Uh, I, I, it boggles. It really it, does, Amy. It, it, it you know? does. Um, and and by the way, I'll add Tom Flores. And so yes, you know, of course. chronologically, not in order of importance, I'd be the last. But chronologically, Tom Flores, Amy Trask, Art Shell, mm-hmm. and look, going back to when he hired me, can you name another NFL team owner who, in the mid in mid eighties, would have hired a girl? <laughs> it's just it it does boggle. Um, and again, I'll, I'll say what I believe I said at the beginning, which is the fact that this story broke on the anniversary of his death is particularly poignant. Amy, I appreciate the time. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll have you on whenever. I, I hope that another story like this doesn't break to, you know, cause me to reach out and have you on again. But let's do it again very soon. Well, you better you better watch what you say, because I may just zoom down there and camp out in your lobby You're... and just kind of be be there. You got you it. You might not get rid of me. <laughs> you got it. By the way, that sounded like one of the greatest clue games ever with my husband in the kitchen eating ice cream. That sounded like that was Ooh, that was outstanding. Like that. 
That was outstanding. Like that. that was outstanding. But thankfully, there was a. It was just ice cream eating. That's all it was. No crime was committed in that uh, clue game. Thanks for the call, Amy. You're the best. You're rich. All right, back at you. That's Amy Trask. Follow her uh, at Amy Trask on Twitter. <laughs> Al Davis is rolling over in his grave. That's what he is doing. Again, I got to meet him on a handful of occasions, and I know everybody views him as the guy who had the, the overhead projector with Lane Kiffin. You know, like they view him towards the end of his time when the Raiders were just falling flat and he had lost his touch in terms of putting a team together and running a team and the Raiders were just, you know, one of those longtime NFL brands that were on the decline. And that's the way a lot of people of a certain age remember Al Davis. But as she pointed out, you know, Al, also known for suing the league, you know, moving his team, dallying with Irvine, California down here. We say hello to Irvine on the Mightier 1090, those who are listening here in Southern California. Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate. Everyone remembers about that about Al, but he was a guy who decided, you know what, kid from Brooklyn, going to get in football, commissioner of the AFL, you know, Get that merger done, then get in the NFL and start trying to dominate, then dominating with John Madden, and then John Madden out and Tom Flores in. First Hispanic man head coach in the NFL, first female executive in the NFL in Amy Trask, first man of color in the NFL in Art Shell. These were done not without any thought about anything except these are the right people for the job. I'm glad she said that, Rich, because yesterday I was reading a Facebook post about the Gruden situation. I was telling Chris and Mike about it, and someone left a comment that I found funny, and they were basically like, you know, I'm no longer a Raiders fan. I can't believe this. I can't believe that they would fire John Gruden. Al Davis would never stand for this. And I I told these guys, I was like, wait a minute. This is clearly a person who knows nothing nothing. about Al Davis and what Al Davis stood for. Like you said, first Hispanic coach. Black coach, black front office, a female CEO. Al Davis was always at the forefront. And this this person wants to be like, oh, Al Davis would never have stood for that. You're right. Al Davis would not have let John Gruden coach on Sunday. He would have been out out immediately. So, yeah, you're right about Al Davis, whoever wrote that. He wouldn't have stood for it, but not in the way you think so. He wouldn't have stood for it in the way that this person was clueless about. Yeah. So I'm really glad she said that. It's the truth. And the fact that it's the Raiders who are at the forefront of all this is really just absolutely mind-blowing. Because Al is rolling over in his grave. I feel comfortable saying that. And Mark Davis knows that too. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Don't go anywhere. Back with your phone calls and more on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. They're just like, come on, make it harder. Fantastic. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Ben in Mississippi, let's take your call here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Benjamin? Richie, Richie, and crew, my man, how are things? Well, I'm better ben, for talking ben, to you. What's going on? So I have a theory, and tell me what you think about it. All right. I will sit up straight. <laughs> so I think we're going to see some league executives take the opt-out, the early retirement. They're going to actually, you know, spend time with their grandkids, you know. Um, instead of trying to stay on the – I guess, right side of it and hope they don't irritate the mob being the NFL, being the league. Yeah. I think they're going to take the, again, the early opt-out approach of retirement. Again, of starting, you know, just trying to, uh, maybe I sent a bad email. Maybe I didn't send a bad email. You know, I, instead of hoping things might not get leaked because trying to, you know, sleep with one eye open about this thing, I don't think that's a great approach because if you think they're not, getting any sleep beforehand we know these league executives are not getting any sleep now well you know and, and and it's like you know um i i got a call or two yesterday like hey um you didn't send anything to bruce allen did you you know like i i got a couple of those calls yesterday and my answer was i don't i don't think so but you know what i wasn't sending to bruce allen what john gruden was sending to bruce allen <laughs> And I don't know how many people were sending that to Bruce Allen. You know what I'm saying? And and honestly, it could have been one of those things too. If I'm Bruce Allen, you got to. I don't know if you're saying something right now because there's a lot of litigation. All you got to do is read the the Los Angeles Times story, 
That was uh, written by uh, Nathan Fenno and our buddy Sam Farmer yesterday. So all you got to do is read that article that apparently some of these uh, th- these emails, and thanks for the call, Ben, were in this litigation that Snyder, Dan Snyder, the Washington football team owner, is involved in, a, in an overseas case. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here. But a lot of these emails were redacted in that, and some of them weren't. And that's why Amy Trask was saying maybe some of this isn't from the league. Some of this is from another lawsuit that somebody noticed and sent. I I honestly don't know. But there's a lot of conspiracy out there. And I bet you of the 600,000 emails that were sent, uh, you know, like 90 some odd percent, 95 percent were were just like, did you get that? Where are you? The meeting just started. Following up. You know what I mean? Following up. Yeah. FYI. Right. You know. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not doing I'm not saying that to try and sweep anything under the rug. I mean, shoot, we're talking about it here every single minute, but it's a lot of emails. You know, there's a difference between, you know, did you send anything, Tim? Maybe. <laughs> did I send anything to him like this? Of course not. It's not in my heart, it's not in my mind, it's not in my thought process. You know what I'm saying? It's not at all. You know, I'm I'm Susie and I and Susie's obviously taking the lead on this. We're but me too. I'm, I'm a girl dad. We're teaching our daughter. You can do anything you want. Absolutely anything you want. You name it. You name it. You can do it. Girl power. It, 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 would, it, it would kill me. It would kill me if my daughter thinks that she wants to be an official in football and plies her craft so hard that she gets to an NFL sideline and I see a longtime Super Bowl-winning coach in this league who's got millions upon millions of dollars showered upon him because of how well he does his job in front of a microphone or the massive, massive football platform sending an email saying that about a female official. I'd want to choke him out. (laughs) I mean, what are we doing? (laughs) What? The female officials, what? They, they don't know the speed of the game because they're not as fast as the men? They don't know how to... I'll, 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 let me just say this. Every woman in my life... Can run faster than you? Well, okay, stop. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <that> <laughs> well done. Well done. Wait a minute. We're at the end of the hard Let me finish this. We'll take the Every over. woman we'll in my life over. is an expert <laughs> on telling me what's... To do. <laughs> and what you've done wrong. And what I've done wrong <laughs> right. and what the flag is on the play and what and they're almost always right. <laughs> and every right single thing? every single woman that I know from my wife or anything else, like what would the family be without them? Put, put them in a business world in the NFL. What do they know? What are you out of your mind? I can't understand it. I can't fathom.